This is Malcolm Mills welcoming you to the second part of the Hot Club of Cowtown podcast from The Last Music Company. In this episode, Whit Smith and Alana James conclude their story of the making of What Makes Bob Holler while listening to tracks from the vinyl edition. At the time these two meetings were recorded, bass player extraordinaire Jake Irwin had retired from the band. His truly excellent full-time replacement, Zach Sapinar, wasn't included in these podcasts as he wasn't involved in the recording back in 2010. In the first of these episodes, we heard Ilana and Witt playing side one of the vinyl track by track. And guess what? Part two is the two of them playing tracks and talking about side two. Make the most of it because there's no side three. So let's head over to Ilana's kitchen in Austin, Texas and rejoin the pair of them for another glance in the rearview mirror. Okay, uh, testing one, two, three, four, ready? We just saw that was the first song on the second side. I don't think we've even played that since like at least sometime early last year. But Smith's Real. That's a I, good song. I think I could call that uh, I'm Winded Real. <laughs> I'm Winded. That's a good one. Yeah. I like it. So that's Alana James over there on the fiddle. Hello, Alana. Hello, Whit. This is Whit Smith on the guitar and singing. Well, we didn't sing yet, but. Welcome back to our podcast. Yeah, we're just taking a look at the second side of uh, What Makes Bob Holler, which came out or is coming out on vinyl and it's pretty neat i'm just looking at the songs we still do like i feel like we do every song on the second side still yeah right? and we picked a bunch of good ones that time yeah um you want to listen <laughs> let's listen to our the, the version of, of smith's reel that we recorded in what, what what year was it uh this was 2010 may 2010 recorded in london yeah, three days, three days in May. Three days. Okay, Look, can you drop the needle because last I will. time I, I didn't do a very good we job. We are uh, practicing learning about how to use a record player. We've just taped two pennies uh, onto the needle, so it should track pretty well. Here we go with Smith Reel. Mm-hmm. 
Let's lift up the needle here. No. That was good. I was just listening. I wanted to hear, um, I just wanted to compare that for just a second to uh, what I'm sure was our original inspiration, which was the Bob Wills, like, Tiffany transcriptions version. Can I just let's hear that? Yeah. Ah, oh, God, there's well, nothing like that. I think we may have had another cup of coffee. Be yeah. You might have been. <laughs> but that's about right. Yeah. And that. I just wanted to get a sense of our tempo, but yeah, sometimes I feel like I remember those songs as being brighter than they are, and then when we record them, like super amped up. But that was cool. I like that. I like I like our version. I like the um, I like the kind of the quality of the recording. It has a kind of a flat, a, a vintage flatness to it that I, I I enjoy listening to. I don't like records that are like too trebly. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and this has kind of like a a dark, um, matte sound to it, which I, I, I a know. warm fuzzy. A brown sound. <laughs> a caramel. It's a brown, yeah. Uh, you know what? I always think of that song, and this this might be a stretch for a lot of people, but I, this song, and actually our version of Cotton Eye Joe and some of the fiddle tunes, I, I really make a connection with South African music, believe it or not. And the the the, was it the? I had a record called Zulu Jive. Totally. And it it's there's this warm little melodic bounce that's going on in the background. You don't even realize it until you go and listen to it, uh, you know, a couple times. But like I know that when I'm playing, I'm always thinking like you know instead of just going, I'm always going, you know, and that's a little straight. But on that bridge, Get into it, but it's yeah, I can hear it. Lithusu, that's it. It's such good. It's such neat music. Actually, you know, I do agree with you in that one thing that I was, you know, for Christmas, my boyfriend got me the Harry Smith B sides. You know, remember this? This is like the 50th anniversary of when this the collection came out of like the definitive recordings of like the American folk tradition. Okay. But anyway, I started listening to him, and it's like like you said, a lot of these songs on this collection sound. Completely, they sound, they, they're so pentatonic, they sound African, they sound Asian, they sound like, it's amazing the overlap between what we think of as like these American traditional folk songs and, and the international sound of so many. Right. Well, and clearly, like, it also reminds me a bit of, uh, well, the way I'm playing it I'm, I, I, is different, but reminds me also of the Irish guitar, the way that the accompanist... Um, I think Smith was, was Irish, the Smith who came up with Smith Real, don't you think? Well, I'm a Smith and I'm Irish, so why not? <laughs> I mean, that's one thing about Western Swing in general, too, that like I didn't really put together, probably till we started playing together, but just that, you know, the fiddle can do whatever it does, but if it doesn't have that trampoline of the rhythm underneath it, it's not really going to like leap and dance on its own. I mean, it can. Hopefully. No, well, we don't play that like a bluegrass person would at all. Right, in right? fact, I'm not sure how a bluegrass person would play it, but... <laughs> still convey that. So that's what I try to go for. But without the guitar underneath it, it's a lot harder to play. Well, I don't mind hearing that, but it's probably not true. Anyway. What's the next song? That's a good song. That was a good one. And we still play it. We should do that this week when we go on tour. Gladly. 
All right. Devil the, Ain't Lazy? The Devil Ain't Lazy. Now, Fred Rose wrote this. He wrote a lot of songs. Uh, Hank Williams did a lot of these songs. Mm-hmm. I always thought this was uh, Cindy Walker. It is not. Fred Rose. The Devil Ain't Lazy. This is cool. Let's give it a listen. Yeah. Uh, now, what, one thing we mentioned this earlier in the on the first podcast was... Uh, we had to relearn a lot of these vocals in uh, different keys because I had that crazy laryngitis and they had to give me a shot. I won't tell you where. And, uh, and they gave me a bunch of these steroids so that I could speak and sing. So we, we could, but I had to learn the song several keys lower, but I don't think it really hurt it. Let's see what happens here. The Devil Ain't Lazy. Fight and fuss makes us mean enough to cuss. Then he blames it all on us. He works 24 hours a day. He travels like a lightning streak and strikes from town to town. And if he gets you when you're weak, he'll tear your playhouse down. The devil ain't lazy. The devil ain't lazy. He tells us he won't hurt a fly. Then he makes us steal and lie. Keeps us sinning till we die. He works 24 hours a day. All right. Miracles of modern medicine. Yeah. I mean, but see how low that is? Yeah. You, I mean, it's you, good though. It was an A right A or B flat, right, right in there. Down low. So now we play it in D. Yeah. Devil ain't lazy. No, Devil ain't lazy. Runs around with sticks and stones. Passes out his moans and groans. Devil ain't no lazy bones. Worst one for Kind of even more nominous and dark. It was. It was. It had a sort of a. a um, well, it just sounded like you very relaxed, didn't it? <laughs> very, very relaxed. It's neat. It also has that kind of flat, woolly sound, which I kind of like. Yeah, not um, flat in pitch, but flat in. Yeah. You know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Not all amped up. Not augmented with any uh, bells and whistles. Yeah. And that was just the three of us. There are no um, overdubs. We're playing and. You know, singing all, making noise at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of, uh, that was interesting. The Devil Ain't Lazy. Yeah, I like that one. Here, let's play a second just in D. D ish, anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna do the last eight just to see last... how it compares to that version. Too. Okay, go ahead. One, two, three, four.
brighter, but not uh, not necessarily better. It's just a different flavor. Better in a nightclub, maybe. It might carry better indeed, but it's a nice, it's a pretty good, you know. It's like, you know, you make this record. We made this record, what, 11 years ago? Yeah. And uh, it just goes to show you that, you know, you're not always the best arbiter of, like, what, what. It's just, it, it, I feel like it ages well. Like, you listen to it, and like, oh, okay, yeah, it, it's it's kind of bare, and it got across the point, like, you know. Yeah. Well, they sure do sound better later. That's inevitable. That has nothing to do with is it better or worse. It just it's a funny thing because you're not listening to what you were trying to do. You're listening to what you did. Right. You forgot. <laughs> it. You had to give up on whatever you were trying to do. Yeah. Well, what else? What else is along the Navajo Trail? We still do this one too. Alrighty, and this goes along with our 1945 set too, doesn't it? Well, this has like seven different writers on it. I didn't realize so many people had their a whole bunch of guys got together along the Navajo Trail and wrote this one. Shall I drop the needle? Uh, yeah. Hopefully, sure. I'll hit the groove. Along the Navajo Trail. It's a beautiful song. Well, every day, along about evening, when the sunlight Beginning to fail, I ride neath the slumbering shadow along the Navajo Trail. When it's twilight, crickets are calling, and coyotes making a wail. I dream by a smoldering fire along. The Navajo Trail. I love to lie and listen to the music. While the wind. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. You know, one thing about I, I love, I love our horse songs. You know, like about actually being out west and riding and stuff. And I always try to think about the tempo in terms of like, is that the tempo, of like a walking horse? You know, like shambling through the woods. What'd you, you think know? of that one? That was pretty good. I mean, I think if we do it any faster than that, it gets to be a little bit, uh, you know, off the mark. But I thought that was a good tempo. Also, sometimes when we play this, I try to think about, like, way back when we first met, I used to, well, I still do sometimes, but, you know, go work out west. And there was a guy I worked for before I even met you. It was, like, in 1993 and in Colorado. And I remember, but I think about this when we play this song, but in the woods I had, like, a couple of pack horses or something with me. And I remember it was so early in the morning and it was, like, late fall and I remember bringing the horses I had the packed mules or whatever and there was snow on all the pine trees and I hadn't brushed my teeth and so I took out my toothbrush and I just like pulled the snow off the pine needles and brushed my teeth as I was riding with my two pack horses and awesome. I was like this truly is the life for me and so when we played Navajo Trail I always think about I often think about that moment and just like uh, just the peace of, of being out in the middle of nowhere you know yeah Wow, that's a good memory. That's a good one. That's a great song, though. And uh, actually, you know, there's one of my favorite licks I think I heard first from Andy Stein on, playing on Prairie Home Companion. It's probably a Joe Venuti lick, but just like... Oh, yeah. I love that. It's very... It's got that ethereal little twist to it, but... Uh, yeah. This one, we employed that... Because uh, that, once again, there's no overdubs. That's just... The three of us playing that we employed that. And you play the melody? I'll play Let's that first. Yeah, play that together. One. So you play the melody first by yourself, go ahead. 
nothing wrong with that. turns into something else. It's beautiful. I also think about, you know, just the Bob Wills original version. I think it's from the Tiffany transcriptions and I think Joe Holly is playing fiddle, you know, in the background and he plays so many beautiful, so many chirping kind of wilting lines around the, the vocal. I guess it's Tommy Duncan singing, but at the very end he also goes, or something underneath that last vocal, it's a, this really bluesy stuff over the the C major chord and I, I always try to pretend I'm Joe Holly for like the last eight bars of this song because I love <laughs> him so much. Yeah Joe. Yeah Joe. Okay, oh let's what let's you know what's next? It's like a classic. The ultimate. Now, we didn't sing this one. Now originally I don't think it was sung. Originally. Really? Um I wanna say that new faded love was sung. But yeah. I could be wrong about that. It's worth it's worth Googling if you're really so beautiful. Stuck there and looking at looking into things. Um, Can we just play it for a second before yeah, we hear just, our version of it? Oh, yeah, okay, sure. Well, what happens if, let's see, let's do that. Uh, all right, I'll try to play it in tune even. I just feel like playing it for just a second. Yeah, do it, it's nice. This is like the national anthem of Texas, wouldn't you say? Or in a sense, I mean. It, it probably is, yeah. For, for dancing, for sure. Like if we play a show or maybe we're, it's where it's an actual dance and nobody's danced yet, for sure, like. This will get them off the, up on the floor for sure. for the secret track. Oh, actually, you know, you know that just remind me, just before we listen to it, or um, we played our friend's wedding several years ago. Do you remember this? I always think about this song. Okay. And we were supposed to play the processional. Oh, okay, up in Maine, I think. Is that... We played, we, we were supposed to play I'm Confessing That I Love You, remember? And then when the bride was coming up to the altar, we were going to play like Maiden's Prayer. And uh, anyway, everybody was running really, really late. So we'd already played I'm Confessing for like 10 minutes and then we'd already done Maiden's Prayer. 
and uh, and then Stardust was supposed to be like the last one or something, but we we had to fill the time because everybody was running so late, and so we played Faded Love for the procession, which I thought was terribly karmically. It wasn't over, and and I just like no bride should approach the altar to faded love, and actually they didn't stay married more than six months. Well, I've always, there you go. I always thought that somehow, note to self, like never play faded love, and you know for the wedding, the wedding itself at the after party that's totally fine. But I always uh, I didn't realize it had that mojo, that kind of power. That's that's what I I personally attribute to part of the reason that their marriage didn't last was that we had to play faded love for well, part of it. Do they know that? Uh, they will I, now. I think I might, <laughs> I might have apologized. <laughs> but anyway, want to hear Let, what it yeah. sounded like in 2010? Let's see what happened. Yep, yep. Okay, dropping the needle onto Faded Love. <laughs> It took me two years to learn how to play. What we got here? What's the matter with the mill? Uh, oh, yeah. All right. What is the matter with the it mill? It broke down. It done broke down. This is, uh, this this is an original. We haven't done it lately. No. Uh, this is Bob Wills, Tommy Duncan. I think we took it a little fast. I think I counted it off a little bright. I got a little hyper on this particular one. But uh, I think... It works. I mean, these songs were recorded at so many different tempos, too. That's the thing. It's like to reference, you know, I'm sure there are versions that were as fast as ours. But uh, let's hear it. I don't I don't see where we stand here. What's the matter with the mill?
yeah, I think it should be like, I, I just played a little hyper at the time, but like a, a fatter, slower kind of version, maybe more, a little more authentic. A little more swagger. I think we kind of have a reputation for, if not rushing, just a, an excitable set of tempos for the most part. Plain brightly. Which brings me, actually, we only have a couple more songs on this side, but um, the Osage Stomp, this is one that has a lot of different tempos, and uh, I wanted us to record it pretty bright. I can't remember. Now, it's funny, on the credits, I love this song. it says Bob Wills, but I'm pretty sure that some of those old uh, territory bands, they used to call them, used to play this one. Uh, you want to play it for a second? Yeah, let's see what happens. I just love it. See, wait, this is... Yeah. yeah. But they recorded it over the years in several different ways. I mean, sometimes they did it at dance. It but I don't like that tempo. You want to go fast? Fast I mean, and furious? It depends on where in the set it comes and also if you're playing it for dancers, but I... All right, well, let's see like what... More I, of like sparky, you know? Okay, sparky. Nobody calls me all day until we're recording, so that's right, We can put that into airplane mode and, and continue on. Well, let's pick it up where we left off. Yeah, Osage Stomp. Osage Stomp. So, it's fresh off the territories. Yeah, let's just play. How, See what happens? I like a brighter tempo. I don't remember what tempo we recorded at, although I do remember, I think I was pretty happy with how it worked out, but... You want to play it this, wicked fast This right is now? the version I tend to like, yeah, right? All right, uh, hanging on for your life. Let's listen to it. All right, let's. This is uh, back in 2010 with uh, the amplifiers in the studio playing uh, Osage Stomp. Sure. 
cool. I like the shuffles. That's one of my favorite things about it. Like... And then it's like, was yeah. it who did the? Uh, was it Keith Coleman who was famous for like the, the double shuffles? He had remarkable uh, uh, intonation. Two notes around at once. Some somebody did like the the triple shuffle. I remember hearing, you know, a lot of people do it, but I, I thought to throw it into this one because you know. It sounds like it's coming from space or something. Yeah, it's cool. Shiver me timbers. Ooh, that's a good one. Well, hey, there's one more. All right, of, uh, here we are at the end. This has been fun. I don't know. Uh, we could do another podcast about something else next yeah, time. Yeah, we can. We, well, we were talking about um, you know the uh, all the problems of the earth actually early before we even started recording. We could do our own kind of like. Global this is more project. uplifting though, <laughs> yeah. maybe right? We were kind In of getting down on ourselves. <laughs> yeah, um, but let's get. We'll save that for another podcast. Sustainable touring. <laughs> okay. Yeah, stay a little longer. That's the last song on side B. We still play this one all the time. Indeed. sessions so yeah we had to re we learn vocals and um yeah so i'm i'm singing stay all night stay a little longer dance all night dance a little longer just do, 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 which is sing your part there which is really kind of and then say that you want to play a melody or you want me to play, play a verse okay one and then sing it one two three grab your gal pat on the head she don't like biscuits we don't about half broke, jump on a man like a dog on the phone. Stay all night, stay a little longer, dance all night, dance a little longer, pull off your coat, throw it in the corner, don't see why, I'll stay a little longer. Is that what you sing now? Which is what I used to, which I sang on this record oh. now. But I think, I actually do think that might come from the, what Tommy sings on the Tiffany transcription version, when they have like, you know, four people singing the bridge. Sing that part one more time, just for me. All right, it's one, two, three, four. Stay all night, stay a little longer. Dance all night, dance a little longer. Pull off your coat, throw it in the corner. Don't see why, don't stay a little longer. So that's not really the melody. Right. I think Jake is singing the melody on this record. It's melody, it's mellow. He's doing the melody on the record. And and you don't, um. yeah, he's like, Stay all, stay all night, stay a little longer, dance all night, dance a little longer, pull off your coat, throw it in the corner, don't see why don't stay a little longer. So, I don't know, there's a... Those harmonies have migrated over the years, they <laughs> they just keep moving around, they're they like a moving. living organism. Yeah. 
That was fun. That's kind of interesting. All right, well... Uh, Can we play one before we go? Yeah, we should play one before we go. Um, you what, know what I was kind of thinking about? lately? Well, there's so many songs we could have put on this collection. Maybe we could do a What Makes Bob Holler Part 2 at some point. Because, right? I mean, am I... There's yeah, well, we could do a, a swing, uh, one of the swing or an all-originals thing. You know, it depends on what people are into. What about, like, Lone Star Rag or... I don't sure, know, just something no... Beaumont Rag or... Something no one ever knows play? That's our, a great our, idea. Our bookend, which one do you want to do? Uh, uh, Beaumont sounds like fun. Okay. All right. Thanks for joining us today, folks. Um, yeah. From my kitchen table. Wherever you are, if you're on a long walk, I hope it's a nice day. <laughs> Wherever you are, right? Podcast. If you're on a drive. Uh, okay. All right. Shall we? Let's do it. The uh, Beaumont? Beaumont rag. play the Beaumont rag. Yeah. All right, we'll bookmark our, bookmark our session. That's a good idea.
Well, there you have it. That's all from Ilana and Wit on the making of What Makes Bob Holler by the Hot Club of Cowtown. The record's been out of catalogue for a couple of years, but it's been released on vinyl for the first time in September 2021, along with a reissue on CD and in digital. Glad you checked in for another podcast from The Last Music Company. See you down the road.